People create destructive behaviors to get what they really need without them even knowing it. And these are some of the unconscious patterns that they have. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back. Let's talk about destructive behaviors and why I think almost everyone I've ever met at least has one or if not way more of these destructive patterns of behavior that we call self-sabotage patterns or patterns of behavior that aren't working for them. Even though they try to keep cracking them, they just keep going back to them over and over and over again. And I wanna talk about a live case that I was working with where I really helped someone to break through their overeating and their binge eating and not exercising enough because they were really struggling with it and they kept trying new things and they would try diets and they wouldn't work and then they would try gym and it wouldn't work. And I want to share with you how this relates to most people's patterns of behavior that they're unaware of. So for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, so let's talk about these destructive behaviors that I assume that most of you out there have and you can probably think of them. It might be overeating, it might be drinking, it might be you know eating the wrong foods, it might be financial patterns where you're overspending, it might be the fact that you're stressed all the time, it might be that you're angry a lot, it might be the fact that you're not getting where you wanna be because you keep self-destructing or you just can't figure out why you're not getting the results that you want, this episode will help massively. And please, if you find this beneficial, if you really enjoy this episode or any of the episodes, please share them because I want to get this out to more people. And I want to talk about uncommon things in human behavior that don't really get discussed a lot, but I know that they work and I know that they make a massive difference, especially um, because I've been using them with, with tens of thousands of people over the years. So I'm working with this client and they booked in for a private consult, uh, consulting session with me and they said, Michael, I just, I'm going around in circles. I'm not getting the results that I want. I'm overeating. I'm binge eating. I'm. Uh, I have this relationship with food where I consistently think about through food throughout my day. Like I'll think about what I want for dinner. I think about what I'm going to eat for breakfast tomorrow. And I just have this pattern of behavior where I put on weight and I can't understand why. And I said, okay, interesting. Now here's some things that if you're listening to this and you can take some notes, it will probably help. If you're watching this on YouTube or anything like that, um, you know, it will probably help as well. Especially if you have a notepad in front of you. If you're driving the car, please don't turn. Please don't do anything. Um, just focus on driving the car and listening in. But but um, it might be worthwhile going back and writing some notes. So here's something that most people don't know about human behavior. And unfortunately, the field of psychology and many fields in mental health do not understand this principle. And it is a principle that stops most people getting results, whether it's with their clients or their clients in general. Uh, and this is going to be very highly controversial, but I can easily prove it uh, to be true. What I'm going to say here, like I said, is, is probably going to freak some of you out, but it is what it is. Humans only do things where they perceive that they have more benefits and drawbacks. So humans only do things that they perceive will benefit them in life. Now, when someone comes to me and they say, I have a self-destructive behavior, that's not true. They have a behavior that they have some perception is helping them get what they want in life. And this might be hard because when you work with someone with drugs, they go, well, that's not true. I hate drugs. I hate taking drugs. And I go, well, okay, if you want to tell yourself that, go ahead, but I guarantee you, you won't move forward from this pattern without a lot of fucking hard work and a lot of struggle. And the truth is that most people who are trying to break free from drugs will relapse. They'll never break through the pattern. Some of them might, but they will have this thing where they struggle and they keep saying, I'm a drug addict. And, you know, they'll go around in circles and they'll try things again and then they'll beat themselves up and then they'll, you know, then they'll suppress themselves and repress themselves. And, you know, they'll never be able to be around drugs again. And they'll, they'll have all these crappy limiting ideas about their drug use. And this can happen with alcohol as well, where, you know, it's all they, it's an all or nothing approach. And that's a really shitty way of living where, you know, like I don't really drink a lot of alcohol, but I don't drink a lot of alcohol, not because I don't drink alcohol. 
it's because I don't tell myself I don't drink alcohol. I just prefer not to have it. And that never used to be the case. I used to drink alcohol five nights a week. So uh, I actually had a friend of mine I worked with years ago who he, he had an alcohol and a drug problem and he used to come over for dinner and I would say to him, have a glass of wine. He'd say, no, I can't because I'm an alcoholic and you know I've been in, you know, I, I can't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I said, just fucking have a drink. Anyway, what I explained this principle to him and I'm not saying that everybody should do it. I don't want to be irresponsible. Like, please just, I, I want people to be intelligent about this as well. Like I'll probably get attacked by some fucking douchebag out there who, you know, thinks that their way is the right way. But when you look at the, when you look at the drug relapse and alcohol relapse rate, it's, it's skyrocket. It, like it's high. I think it's something like 80 or 90% of people who, you know, go to rehab use again. So it tells you that it doesn't work. Like if someone said to me, you're going to pay $30,000 to go to drug rehab and you've got a 10% chance that it's going to work. I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. Cause that's a pretty shit investment. That would be like me putting, you know, a hundred grand into the share market and someone saying to me, you've got a 90% chance you're going to lose all your money. That's, I would never do that. And a lot of people put their life savings into rehab and they go in there and it ends up, they relapse again. And I think that the model's broken because if the model worked, we wouldn't have that rate, you know, if that's the goal of it. So the model needs to be changed. Also, when I look at it now, depression rates are skyrocketing, anxiety rates are skyrocketing. I've been talking about this for 10 years, but you know, I've had lots of people argue with me about this as well. But whether we like it or not, mental health rates are skyrocketing, more and more people getting put onto drugs. Now, if you have depression, you don't have a lack of drugs. So it's not that. And some people go, yeah, but it's a serotonin imbalance. But you've got to ask why. Why is there serotonin imbalance? And normally, if you have a look at it, our thought processes change our neurochemistry. Our thought processes and our perceptions change our behaviors. Now, if someone's got a gut problem, like there is a lot of research that's coming out that's saying, um, you know, if you've got a gut problem or something like that, you know, that can, can cause serotonin issues. I I agree with that. But that's down the causal chain. It's the thought process in the first place that creates the perception. So the perception and the charges or the imbalances in the brain, which I explain at a high level at Thrive Time, and I've had medical doctors when I show them this, it blows their fucking mind because it took me years to figure this out. There's about six years of research to put all this together. But when somebody has a perception, it creates a charge. That charge then, they create a story, a belief, and a meaning. That story and the belief and the meaning that they think about normally changes their neurochemistry immediately and starts to change hormonal responses. Those hormonal responses and the neurochemistry change will then start to either excite or inhibit cells in the body. And that excitation and excitement will then drive normally actions and behaviors. Just like we know when a person is anxious or they have functioning anxiety, they will run around like idiots and do crazy stuff because they're all fucking adrenaline-y. That neurochemistry, because of the thought process, changes that in a split second. Now you can have someone who's completely calm and fire off something and it, it changes their neurochemistry and it changes their hormonal responses. If I threw a snake in the room with someone who doesn't like snakes, once they see that snake and they have the perception of shit, there's a snake, bang, immediately immediately it changes their hormonal responses in their body in like microseconds. So we have the ability to change that, providing that you have the right processes to go through to change the perception. So let's come back to what I was originally talking about, which was that one of the first principles that I learned in human behavior that has, sorry, it's not the first principle because I learned a shitload before this, but the first principle that really changed the way I think about human behavior is that humans only do things where they perceive they have more benefits and drawbacks. And so even when someone says, well, I don't enjoy taking drugs, they're getting more benefits from taking drugs and not taking drugs. They will get more benefits from being self-destructive than they are getting from not being self-destructive. And it, it takes a really good practitioner or a really good therapist to be able to hold someone accountable to get the fucking answers out of them. And that's the reason why most people don't use this methodology or even think about it because most practitioners and therapists are scared 
scared. They're afraid. They're afraid of someone hurting themselves and them getting the blame. They're afraid of going outside of what's socially acceptable. Uh, I mean, and I talk to a lot of people in the health industry and they'll say things like, I'm afraid of losing my license. Do you know the amount of doctors that I've spoken to who go, there's so much wrong with what we do in our industry, but I can't say anything because I'm afraid of losing my license. It's fucked. And the same thing happens in the mental health industry where someone goes, you know what? I want I want to be able to, to challenge people more and to push them more, but I'm afraid that if I do that, someone might kill themselves and then I stop doing what I love. I get my license to practice taken away. I, I, I can't really help people. But when you look at it, like if someone's going to the therapist, the same therapist for 20 years, the question is, is it working or is it not working? Like, you know, if you've got to go see someone for a week for 20 years, what the fuck is going wrong? Like what's happening? So I just challenge a lot of things because I think differently. But anyway, once I understood that principle, it made me really understand human behavior differently. So I'm going to give you this example where I was working with this client who came in and she was binge eating and, and overeating. And I said to her, what benefits do you get? And she said, there's no benefits. And I said, that's bullshit. What are the benefits you get from overeating? Go to a moment where you were overeating and let's talk about it. Let's go through it. And she said, well, I'd had a really stressful day at work. And so I was just sitting on the couch and I was eating a bunch of like fries. And I said, okay, so in that moment that you were eating the fries, what benefits were you getting? And she said, well, I felt calm. I felt like I was getting a reward for my shitty day. I felt more calm in myself. And so I started writing a list of these benefits. Then I said, go to another moment where you were overeating. And she said, I was overeating. I can't remember the, the exact time, but I was out for dinner and I ordered a meal, which I knew was high in calories, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I've had a hard week. And I said, okay, so in that moment, what were the benefits? And she said, so in that moment, I felt like it was a bit of a reward for my hard week. She said also as well, I was with my friends. And so sometimes when I'm with my friends, my friends order these really high calorie shitty meals and we would just sit around and eat this like really greasy, oily stuff. And so she said, I was sort of connecting with them as well because, you know, they were doing it and I was doing it and we were connecting through it. And so she was like, you know, I, I got connection from it. And I said, okay, well, what else? And she said, well, normally I, I've been feeling like so, uh, so shit about myself. I've actually signed up to the gym. And I said, well, what's the benefit of that? And she said, well, well, I'm, I'm actually now starting to exercise and I've hated exercising. And I said, excellent. Can you see that there's a benefit there of you doing, of getting to that point where you, you're making change, you're making an empowering change and making a different decision. Can you see there how it gave you more confidence to just, or courage to just walk into a gym and say, fuck this, I'm doing it. And she said, actually, yeah, I see that. And we kept going through all these moments until we had a list of about 100, 150 different benefits that she got from overeating, binge eating, eating the incorrect food, having a poor relationship with food. And she said, Michael, you know, I also love cooking as well. It brings out my creativity. So I bake and we're going through all this stuff. And then eventually something happened where it, it was really interesting. She said, Michael, I was in a situation where I had lost weight before and I was starting to get attention from one of my coworkers. And in that moment, I started getting a bit afraid because I love my husband. In those moments, I was starting to have some thoughts about maybe I could go down this path. And she said, so I had lost a bit of weight and I was feeling good about myself. But what I also noticed was that I was getting more attention and that tension, that attention, I was starting to also give attention back and I was flirting a little bit more, but I also didn't want to destroy my marriage and I didn't want to destroy my relationship. And she said, that's when, you know, I started putting on weight and I said, can you see you had an unconscious motive to do so? And she said, I've never, ever thought about that. I've never, ever thought about that moment where everything was going well until that moment. And then from that moment forward, I started eating more. I started gaining weight again. And I said, can you see it's a strategy to save your marriage? 
to save your family. And she said, Michael, family is everything to me. And I said, can you see that you had created a strategy to get your values met and to live the life that you wanted to live, to make sure that you had set up a strategy to keep your family safe, to keep your relationship together, even though in those moments, it was exciting that you were getting this attention and that you could flirt a little bit. But at the same time, it also scared you. And because of that, now you created this strategy of overeating. And she sat there and she just went, fuck, this is incredible. I've never thought about that. So when we went through that, that was the first thing was realizing that she had all these benefits to what she once called a, a destructive behavior. Then what we did was we we wrote down all the benefits now of moving forward in a way that was better for her. What, so what are the benefits of eating you know, healthier meals? What are the benefits of cooking healthier meals? Um, what are the benefits that you get from, even when you're getting more attention, what are the benefits? And we ended up going through and she's like, and she started linking them back to her values. So just going back through it, the first thing that we did was we looked at all the benefits that she was getting by having the destructive behavior and bringing them all up so that she could acknowledge that she actually had an unconscious strategy to get exactly what she wanted in life. And it was pushing her back towards her values. But because it wasn't giving her the life that she wanted, we had to change that and show her that there was a better way of managing everything that would get her the results. So when she went through and she said, well, actually, I really love cooking and I don't have to bake. In fact, when I bake, I feel like shit because I eat this crappy food and it makes me feel bad about myself and I feel guilty. And so I said, well, couldn't you, wouldn't it be better to cook healthy meals? And she said, I actually love cooking healthy stuff because it's really bright and it's colorful. And I can express myself more and there's more creativity and I'm looking after my family and you know, my kids will be healthier and they're slightly overweight as well. And I know they're getting picked on at school, so they'll feel better about themselves and I'm setting up good examples. And so she's gone on and on about how amazing it's going to be to cook healthy. Then I said, well, okay, well, what about when you go out with friends? And she went, shit, that's a tough one. And I said, okay, well, how can you inspire your friends? And she said, Michael, I know that me and the girls sit around and we all talk about, you know, going to the gym and exercising and feeling better about ourselves. And we talk about it, but we don't really do it. And, and at the same time, we are all probably a bit overweight. And she said, she just need, we just need someone in the group who, who just does it, who does something different. And I said, well, why can't that be you? And she said, well, it can be, you know, if I do it, I can, I, I know I can inspire them to be better. And I said, can you see now how you're adding value to friendship circle and how now they could change? She said, Michael, instead of us going out for lunch and eating all this shitty food and feeling like crap afterwards and having a bottle of wine each almost, she said, I would feel so much better if we organized a beautiful breakfast in the morning. But first we go for a big, long walk, you know, along the beach, we could go for a one hour walk. And then, you know, eventually we could go out for breakfast and I could have a nice, healthy breakfast with them. That'd be so much better. And I said, can you see now how you're changing your friendship circle and leading people by making better decisions? And she went, yes, I can. And I can see how I'm also inspiring my kids because they can see that no matter what challenges and what problems you have in life, you can face them head on and make changes. And I said, excellent. Now, what about the flirting thing? And she's like, Michael, I've lost my intimacy with my husband. So I didn't realize this, but I might lose my husband anyway because he finds someone else more attractive than me because I've been letting myself go. And here I am being afraid that these guys are flirting with me and that, you know, I panicked and, and so I just got fat. But then I didn't realize as well that not only was I not attractive to them, but I wasn't attractive to my husband. And I said, okay, well, now what could you do? And she said, well, if I'm fucking hot, then you know, he's, he's going to like, I know that he's not going anywhere. Right. And I was like, excellent. And so once we pieced it all together and she realized that she could get what she wanted in both ways and that there were challenges and drawbacks with both sides, but the life that she really wanted to live was the more inspired mother, the hot wife that I can exercise with my friends, I can lead and I can live this better life. And I don't need that distractive behavior in order to get what I wanted in the first place. And so when I realized this years ago, working with clients, it, I mean, shit, the, 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 
results completely changed. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I know that there are probably so many people who are listening to this podcast and I've, I've had to do this a lot with myself as well. And every now and again, a destructive behavior comes up and I go back and the first thing I identify is what benefits I'm getting from the behavior. And then once I figure them out, then I go through and figure out how I can get those exact same results in other ways. And once I do that, it breaks the behavior really, really quickly and, and it can change it within like an hour or two. So you don't need 21 days to create a new habit. You need to have clarity and you need to have the right direction in order to create a new habit. And it can take an hour or two if you do it properly. And so anyway, the reason why I want to share this is because I'm sure a lot of you out there have behaviors where you're sitting there going, I keep making these mistakes or I keep drinking or I keep taking drugs or I keep partying or I keep blowing all my money or I keep destroying my relationships or you know, I keep having these relationships where I date, but then it never goes past that and you know they fall apart. All of these are destructive behaviors that are causing you to get exactly what you want, just not in the way you want. And so once you identify all of those things and find that there are better ways of getting exactly what you want, then you can create a new behavior just by figuring out how to do it more effectively. So I wanted to share that driven mofos because this is something that most people don't talk about. It's something that's not really common knowledge in human behavior fields, but it's something that I want to share because it's really helped me to break through some huge challenges that a lot of clients had for years is who come and see me and, and do one-on-one with me or even come to our Thrive Time event and I'll help them work through some of this stuff. So um, yeah, I just want to share it. Let me know if this is helping. Jump across to any of my social media platforms. Uh, it's MichaelMojo00 on any of our social media platforms. Uh, apart from Instagram, if you're on Instagram, you just need to change the zeros and the O's only because someone hacked my original account and I can't get it back. So I just changed the O's and the zeros. So it's MichaelMojo00 and just change the O's on the last, uh, on the uh, mojo part um, and the zeros. So just switch them around. But if you just go to the search bar and type in Michael Mojo, it'll come up with me anyway. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I just want to share this because uh, like I said, most people waste their life. I just don't want you to be one of them. Please shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms if you have any questions about how to break this pattern as well because I'm, uh, you know, if I can guide you in the right direction, I don't I don't want you to fuck up your life and most people will and most people fuck up their life by destructive behaviors that they don't need to have. They can change them and they can change them relatively quickly with the right tools and the right understanding and the right person working with them. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm always that person, but if I can help, I will definitely help. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking massive goals. And uh, yeah, never underestimate the dream.